1: Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the 5 Heart Podcast, brought to you by CornNation.com and a member of the SB Nation Podcast Network. My name is Greg Bohachko on this uh, video version, well, audio for you, but we're doing a video Zoom call, and uh, below me, wearing the scarlet hat with the white N on the front, he is Hoss Reuter. Hello, Hoss. Hello, Greg. How are you this evening? I'm doing well. And to my left, and probably your right, he's wearing his Paul Bunyan Jedi robe and his 5 o'clock shadow from three days ago. He is our founder and fearless leader,
0: John Damn Johnston. Hi, Why can John. I grow so much hair on my
2: head but not on my face? Dude, I ask myself the opposite
1: question. I'm a pretty... Yeah. I'm a pretty happy blend of both.
2: I can grow a nice beard, you know. Got back hair, you know, that's coming in. I got to keep <laughs> mowed, you know, but not on the crown of my head. John, how do you do that anyway? Do you like lay on the floor on your back
0: and just rub it off on the carpet?
2: No, you usually have somebody else do it for you. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, it's somebody who you should have. A good rapport built with you. you. Don't ask somebody that you just met, Hey, you mind trimming my back hair? No, just go down easy. to the bus station. Hey, <laughs> yeah, I got 20 bucks. <laughs> I'm but, uh, uh I'm know, gonna, what I'll also do sometimes is just get some nair, you know, and get like a loofah in the shower and just scrub the nair off. That's the nuclear option. Thank God people tuned into this episode. Yeah, I mean, they're learning something. Hey, you know what? a state that's in a fan base that's largely populated by people who descended from Northern Europeans. I'm willing to bet there's some people out there who also hate having back hair. Yep. And, uh, she probably
1: is trying to find, uh, the, the near for it too. Yeah.
2: I wonder if she's like the, uh, Wisconsin women with their scraggly beards and their beer bellies.
1: <laughs> um, I want to talk to you guys. I'm going to open up the show this week open with,
0: up the show.
1: with an interesting topic that I heard about on my uh, um, on my daily drive, my radio that I was listening to. As you may or may not know, Vince McMahon is trying to buy the XFL back out of bankruptcy. Of course, file for bankruptcy... You know, essentially firing everybody. You know, didn't have to pay him. Now he's trying to buy it back, uh, so he has the intellectual properties. And St. Louis did very well with the Battle Hawks. Uh, you know, they were talking about for their third home game against the the L.A. Uh, whatever the hell they were. Uh, I don't know Wildcats. I think yeah, that, uh, right. uh, that they were going to open up the upper bowl and could expect anywhere between forty and 50,000 people there. I was at their home opener. It was a great environment, a lot of fun. And, of course, uh, uh, the Battle Hawks won that game. Uh, One of the things that the ESPN commentators were discussing today is if they bring back the XFL, the key is going to be putting it in markets that don't already have an NFL team. I mean, because I think St. Louis was the only team out of the 8 or 10 or whatever it is that didn't already have an NFL team. And I think that's why it thrived. One of the markets that the ESPN, St. Louis, you know, radio commentators discussed was Lincoln. And they said, well, you know, all they have out there is the football team, which they're not wrong. Um, But they said, could they fill it up, you know, or or could they get a a good amount, good enough amount of attendance to an XFL game? If it was in Lincoln, for, for the sake of argument, we'll we'll say maybe Omaha instead of Lincoln. Do you guys think – thank you, John. Uh, do you guys think that – let's say Omaha would be a decent market for an XFL franchise if the XFL ever comes back?
2: Toss. I, well, I think Omaha would be an excellent market for an uh, XFL franchise because Omaha is a huge event town. Uh, you see it every year with the College World Series, the Olympic swim trials, um, the Bud Crawford fights that have occurred in Omaha, uh, Creighton basketball games. Uh, it's a really big event town. And Omaha, as weird as this is for as big of a football hotbed that Nebraska is, Omaha is a bit of a desert in terms of football. UNO football hasn't existed for almost a decade. You know, we've never had any form of professional football. You know, obviously all of us here follow Nebraska football, but other than that, like Omaha, when you talk about just Omaha sports, it's basketball and baseball. I think an XFL franchise would do really well here. I I really do. I think, I even think that as the years go on and Omaha grows, what now the 22nd largest city in the United States, I think you could see an NFL franchise move into Omaha eventually. I mean that's pretty speculative. About as speculative as it gets, but I think I think some form of professional football would do really well here. This is a stupid question
1: based purely on ignorance because we all know that Creighton, uh, because of the coronavirus, they had to cancel any plans they had of you know finishing their football stadium and uh, mm-hmm. you know putting together a football program. LOL. Uh, <laughs> but where would where would a an XFL team play? Would they play at you know UNO or UNO's old stadium, or uh, where where would an XFL team in Omaha call home? Because I don't think their capital is there to build a stadium.
2: No, no, and really, honestly, the space isn't there either. Unless you wanted to somehow you had the capital and you wanted to build out Gretna <laughs> like or south of Omaha on Highway seventy five is your Coming out of Bellevue, the land's not really there because everything's been so developed within the you know the city of Omaha proper. Sure. UNO's old football stadium, coniglia Field, has been converted to a soccer pitch. I don't even think the stands there hold. I I don't think it would even hold ten thousand people. Miney only even hold five thousand people. It's pretty small, so I would have to say they'd probably play at TD Ameritrade, you know, where the College World Series played, we're creating baseball. Played. Um, it's not ideal, but you know the Oakland Raiders were just playing at a baseball stadium last year, so you know you got to make do with what you have. But I thought you were going to ask where it would rank in terms of popularity. What's up?
0: The XFL, right?
2: Yeah. Yes, the XFL. Okay. I, it, I thought you were going to ask where it would rank in terms of popularity in Omaha. I would probably have to say, obviously, the king is always going to be Nebraska football, but Omaha's pretty damn crazy about Creighton basketball, so that that's number two. Um, it probably be it could probably be a number three. Um, unfortunately, people in Omaha aren't very crazy about Husker basketball. You have your diehards, but it's much more of a Creighton town. So, I think you could enjoy some popularity. Now you got to have a good nickname team name. You've Got to have was- a good brand. You can't just roll out like the Omaha Outlaws, like you know you don't, don't don't be kitschy or corny. You know, find something good. Find something with a little bit of historical significance. You know, so they can't and be killing
0: mastodons. They can't be That'd the be Omaha Steaks.
2: <laughs> you know, how about the Omaha Stampede? Ooh.
1: the Omaha actuaries.
0: actuaries. The, the Omaha actuaries. actuaries. <laughs> That's really what fits Omaha because you know that people in Omaha that they always resent the fact that people are going, we're an agricultural state. And they're like, we don't want to be associated with those hick farmers and fucking people in what, Omaha anyway.
2: What about the um, the Omaha sweater vest wearing rich dentists? <laughs> Man, that may that's, be a little too specific. Get rid of
0: all the listeners.
2: <laughs> yeah, we're, hey, we're equal opportunity. Right? What the hell do we need them for? <laughs> we don't discriminate. Everybody's in the crosshairs.
1: Well, that was going to be my next question: Is what would you call an Omaha XFL team, John? Uh, give me your best, your best shot at at a at a mascot or team name. The Omaha Buffets. <laughs> you know, what, is, if if, if you... you
0: want something serious, I mean, my guy you know, I the Omaha. I did. Is not mutual? Of Omaha, still in Omaha? Oh
2: yeah. Right there on about oh thirtieth and Dodge. They have a shit
0: ton of actuaries, don't they?
2: Oh God, yeah.
0: Well, nobody's ever called themselves the actuaries. I think actuaries get the short end of the (laughs) stick most of the time. The Omaha
2: potholes, (laughs) because our roads suck. A few years ago, when we had, or not this past winter, but the winter before, we had just way more below zero weather than we normally do. And a lot of snowpack. The second we had a thaw. Driving on sixty seventh street through Elmwood Park up to campus at UNO. You we were dodging potholes left and right. It looked like the firebombing of Dresden in World War II. I mean just oh there's one, oh there's one oh. you know, just back and forth. I don't know, you'd probably do something related to like strategic air command for the uh, nickname.
1: Well, no, because Battle Hawks is already taken because of St. Louis's, my guess, proximity to a pretty much the major Omaha firefight. War Daddies. We could go with Bombers. I like the uh, Bombers, is cool. I like Mastodons.
2: Yeah. You do you like the Omaha Mustangs? No. <laughs> it was a semi pro football league way back in the day that Frank Soul played for.
1: Oh, okay. So there's some history?
2: The yeah, we I'm, We had the Omaha Nighthawks back in 2010. Jeff Garcia was the quarterback. I do remember that. Mm -hmm. Indoor, right? Nope, outdoor. Oh, where did they play? uh, Rosenblatt. Okay. I mean, we had the Omaha Beef, you know, the the indoor football league. But, yeah, indoor football never
0: appealed to me. What about the Omaha Nukes?
2: The Omaha Nukes. The Omaha Curtis LeMay's. So
1: that's how I wanted to start off the show. We, and I had, had a, a solid conversation uh, to kick things off. Let's get you know more focused on things that might actually happen. Uh, some news came out this week that so, uh, the NCAA, and uh, I'm, I'm pulling up the information so I get it as accurate as I can, the NCAA has uh, stated June 1st, Uh, voluntary athletic activities uh, for football, men's, women's basketball uh, for the month of June, June June 1st through June 30th. And then it was um, also just announced today that Louisville uh, has said that, you know, they're getting their football, men's, women's basketball teams back for, you know, workouts starting in June as well, so. Things are slowly starting to open up. Does that – I guess my first question for you guys is uh, – and in, in John will ask you first as a geriatric, is that, does that concern you?
0: You know, I think – oh, wow. You just started off with that question. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't concern me I, and it probably should. You know, uh, it concerns my wife probably more than it does me, but uh, I think – we're going to have to learn how to live with this thing and i think the baby steps you can't we can't just sit inside houses and sit uh, in our lockdown thing forever we're going to have to go out and figure out how we're going to how we're going to deal with it you know because the potential is that it's going to be with us forever so i think when they they do this let's go back to having voluntary workouts which are come on they're they're not voluntary let's be honest When you go back to that, you're going to have to just – you're going to have to slowly work your way through it and figure out uh, what steps you're going to take. Everybody has an opinion on this thing, and everybody thinks they know how it should work. But I think really when you get down to it, uh, you know, get guys in the locker room. You know, everybody talks about constant testing. Uh, You know, if a guy gets – you know, even the, even the, I believe one of the athletic directors said, I have no idea what we're going to do if somebody tests positive. I mean, are you going to quarantine the whole teams and things like that? You know, I don't know. Uh, there's this concept that people who are uh, college age are much less susceptible to how bad this virus is, but the, you still have to consider the fact that it's a virus and it can lead to long-term health effects. I mean, it can cause organ damage in young younger people. So, you know, would you go play? Would you go participate in team activities if there is an increased chance? I think everybody's going to answer that question differently. It's like asking, are you guys, are we going to attend football games? You know, if, if, if Nebraska plays football this fall and I can get a credential to shoot photography on the sideline, I'd really like to do that. My wife probably would answer <laughs> that question differently, but I would like to go back and start doing that again, you know? And I guess I, I think really what it comes down to for me, I, I feel like it's inevitable that everybody is going to get infected with this stuff sooner or later. And it's not like I'm going to go out and lick doorknobs or something just to test fate. Okay. But at the same time, I don't think I'm going to, you know, stay inside this little room that you see in the background for, ever either. So that was a long winded bit,
2: wasn't it?
0: I we are
1: let's not talk about necessarily college athletes at the moment because, you know, allegedly they're not financially compensated for their efforts, you know, blah blah blah. Um, but are we asking too much of like the professional athletes who you know may opt to, you know, when NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball all resume, are we asking too much for our favorite players uh, to, you know, say, I'll play? I mean, look at it from, I, I you know, obviously they have, you know, by, I can't say all of them, you know, because they're very different. You know, the, the Mike Trouts of the world uh, make a lot more than, you know, the – the guy that just got called up last year from AAA who's still under, you know, his first contract and making the league minimum. But I've heard this thought process as well as, well, you know, they're exceptional athletes, you know, prime, peak physical condition by and large. You know, they're, you know, in their 20s and early 30s. They're they're probably going to be okay. But I feel like that's putting an awful – you know, like, at what point is our entertainment, you know, like, not worth, you know, the health risk of somebody else? You know what I mean?
2: You
0: want to go, Hoss?
2: Um, No, sorry. I was answering a text message. You go on ahead. <laughs> well,
0: I, I, I feel like I don't have... <laughs> Let's start. You can cut that out. No,
1: I can't.
0: <laughs> Just cut that shit out.
1: <laughs> no, I, here's the thing. I want, I want sports back as much as everybody else. I will also want, you know, all the athletes to be as safe and maintain as much, you know, health as possible. Like if you go sliding into second base and you twist your ankle, that's a baseball injury, not, you know, a virus related mm-hmm. illness. Um, I also want – I'm going to use the word normalcy. I'm starting to hate that word. But I want, you know, I want eventually for, yeah, you know, for 90,000 people to be, be in Memorial Stadium or to go, you know, take my family to Bush Stadium uh, and, and watch a ball game. I know we're not going to be there for a long time. And we'll talk about, you know, seating plans and, and things like that uh, here after a while. But I do want – You know, like the the guy who's hawking Bud Lights in Section Two Thirteen to be able to go back to work, and you know, I want to I want to get the nachos and the hot dog, and I want I want to enjoy that experience because, like I said, not everybody's making Mike Trout money or you know
0: Mike Mustakis money or whomever. You know, know, those guys they have an option. Yeah, if they don't want to play, they don't play whether they're not going to get their $7 million or $12 million this year and I'm supposed to feel sorry for them because they didn't get their $7 million or or suddenly because life changed and they didn't get their full salaries. You know, there's there's all sorts of people out there losing their bars, losing their restaurants, losing their jobs, all over the place, can't make ends meet. and I, I have almost no sympathy for professional athletes that are making shit tons of money. That feel like, oh my god, I have to go play. No, you don't. Just shut the fuck up and go sit in your home and and, and not get
2: paid like everybody else. You whiny fuck. How's that? I agree with John on that. I mean, I want to see, I want to see sports come back. Like you said, Greg, I want to be able to be in stadium. Um, but in terms of everything going on, like there's a choice to make, and if people don't want to attend games. If you don't want to attend games, they're on safety. If an athlete doesn't want to play, you know, keep it pushing. You know, set it out for a year. they're good enough, they'll get another chance next year.
1: They are still going to have the Major League Baseball draft. It's going to be virtual, much like the NFL. And instead of 40 rounds, they're going to have five rounds. uh, And that's it. And then they can sign as many players as they want, I think, up to – giving them like $25,000 or something like that, or 25, I don't know. There's definitely a cap on the undrafted players, how much they can pay, and that was part of the bargaining agreement between uh, Major League Baseball owners and the Players Association that basically said, okay, we'll keep paying the players that are currently on rosters. We'll keep paying you, uh, but we're going to have to find other ways to cut costs. So um, it's going to be a very unique – it's going to benefit – you know, like, uh, uh, John, we talked a couple months ago, it seems like a couple years ago now, but a couple months ago about uh, Mojo Haggy. You know, he's a senior, and he's going to be granted another year of eligibility, uh, you know, much like all the senior athletes who are missing their spring uh, seasons and or you know, semesters and seasons. He's going to be granted another year of eligibility because I know you said you wanted to, you were excited to, we were looking forward to watching him play. Um, but also the depth of the pool that that you know major league baseball is selecting from this year i mean obviously the the depth is there but the the selections are going to be much fewer next year there going to be a lot more talent in that pool you know if assuming things go back to normal
0: was there a question there
1: <laughs> i was just wanting you to cuz you were visually confirming i was just looking for some uh, affirmation that yeah you're like yes i was i did in fact remember saying i'm looking forward to mojo haggy play and i hope that I, you know i was looking for something like that i guess i don't know
0: god you can edit that out too i'm Maybe not someday you, we'll get this stuff straight yeah you make it Hag- sound
1: like i'm gonna spend a lot of time editing it's not it's not what i do
0: <laughs> well you should mm. ah okay mojo haggy yeah i love watching him play he's got some swagger to him he's got uh, he's got great hair you know what i mean and a I mean, great name, yeah. And, and plus, he's he's fun to watch. He's a guy that digs stuff out, and he you know what I mean. He he's always working. He's always doing stuff. He's always uh, he's one of those guys that I think elevates a team because he's you know when everybody else might be down, he's the guy that's going to be up. You know.
1: I was I got thinking earlier this week about another um, a former Husker had certainly had some time in the bigs. Uh, and that was Jabba Chamberlain. And I was thinking about him because I heard a name on the radio that I hadn't heard in a long, long time. And that was uh, former, I think, Yankee and Blue Jay, David Wells. And I was thinking of, man, you know, David Wells was a bigger guy. And so that got me thinking about Jabba Chamberlain, who also, you know, had... Uh, a bigger frame, and I'm thinking, who else? You know, are, are there any other? It doesn't seem like it's the big man's game anymore, like like it used to be. And then I got thinking, well, shit, there's Bartolo Colon, uh, CC Sabathia, who is not big, I don't think anymore. Um, but there's still there's still a few and hurlers out there, right?
0: Rock Lesnar was very large.
1: Yeah, he wasn't a pitcher.
0: We're talking about
2: something that isn't even a sport. (laughs) Oh, geez, Wow.
0: Okay. Yeah, we're just beating your ass tonight, aren't we?
1: (laughs) We're going to take a timeout.
0: Yes.
2: Okay.
1: (laughs) When we come back, we're going to get talking about uh, some seating plans and things like that, uh, how we could possibly get uh, fans back in stadiums sooner rather than later. Stick around. The Five Heart Podcast comes back here on the Coronation Radio
2: Network. But yeah, that,
1: that too. Coronation Radio.
2: Empire. Empire. I like the
1: Empire. Welcome back to the Five Heart Podcast. Coordination.com, SB Nation Podcast Network. Greg Mahochko here with Hoss Reuter, John Dam Johnston, and fresh out the gate, John, we want to know how many plastic-covered couches are in your house? zero i don't believe that
0: why because i'm old
2: fuck yeah. you <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much well it. you know you might have a problem with uh controlling your bladder when you lay down for a mid-afternoon summer's nap <laughs> i have a bed in my office it's a little <laughs> tiny
0: room in which i live that's it
1: let's be honest it's not a bed it's a futon are you trying to be 23 again it's a bed. Can, okay. Can you prove it?
2: Is that where is that where you sleep oh, anytime <laughs> your wife remembers? <laughs> is that where you sleep anytime your wife remembers what you did in 1992? Oh, it's a day bed. It's days cute. Days.
0: Okay, listen. I I sleep in my own bed now because our kids have moved out and I can and there are times uh, because of my brain injury or because of the medicine I take because of that brain injury, but I have incredibly horrifying nightmares. And I kick her or I punch her, and she does not want to be punched or kicked during the night anymore. Thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> God, I do not have any plastic covers of my couch. like. My like
2: I said, like I said, John. I was just wondering if that's where you sleep after she remembers what you did to Nebraska, Iowa State. Well, yes.
0: <laughs> uh, speaking of nightmares, amongst, amongst many other things.
2: Uh, yes.
1: Speaking of nightmares, my wife had one earlier this week, and she doesn't typically remember her dreams, but for some reason this one stuck with her. And uh, it's... Did you ever see the 2018 horror movie Truth or Dare? Mm -hmm. Yeah, neither did I. Uh, I'd never even heard of it, but apparently she watched it. Uh, So anyway, in, in her dream, she's trying to run from... Family and friends who are kind of family and friends, but not like I don't know if they're like body snatchers. There's a reference for you, John, because that movie's old as dirt. Um, but they are—they resemble family and friends, but they have this like rictus grin that you know kind of goes way too up high on the cheeks. If you know what I'm talking about,
2: I guess.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, I, I do
1: because I'm old. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, so if I remember the, the, the details and I might not get them all exactly right, but she's, you know, got me and our son with her and we're either hiding in, in the bedroom or in, in the vehicle. I can't remember. And she's like starting to struggle breathing. And so I give her, she's like, for some reason we have an oxygen tank. Uh, I think we're in we're in the my truck. I remember it now. She's like, "There's an oxygen tank in there," so she puts the oxygen on there, and she's like, "This is an oxygen, is some type of gas." And she looks over at me, and I've got that, you know, really creepy grin on. And she's like, "So then I woke up."
2: <laughs> I was like, "Honey, I'm I, I kind of had a uh, I kind of a nightmare a few nights ago." It pales in comparison to that. I had a nightmare that I got a letter in the mail that was from UNL telling me that they made a mistake and. I was admitted by mistake. And I actually woke up from it like going like, no, no, you no. Know? Yeah, it wasn't did, good. Did you, did
1: you uh, first thing the next morning call the admissions
2: office just to verify? No, but I was just like, I just chalked it up to the whole grad school thing's been on my mind constantly getting stuff arranged. So I was like probably just my subconscious trying to take a dump because that's what dreams are.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about
2: that I, later. I have, uh, <clears throat> I have dreams where I'm dying
0: constantly. I've been dead in my dreams I don't know how many times. In fact, there's one dream that I had, and I've had a couple times, in which I'm flying in an F-16 and a missile hits my right wing and blows it off. The rest of the plane is on fire. I'm trying to eject. The cockpit won't open. I'm jammed in there, and I fall into the sea and burn to death. Now, does good. that sound exciting? Because... I told that exact same story uh, to an Air Force pilot in the elevator at Memorial Stadium after he had done the flyover. And he looked at me as <laughs> if Jesus, I am stuck in this elevator with this complete fucking madman who's telling me this dream he had. You know, and we finally got out, and he couldn't—he couldn't get away from me fast enough. But you know, I—we I, did exchange uh, pleasantries before he walked off and pretty much ran away.
1: Before we get to our our other uh, uh, topic, the 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 real reason you're here, John, how many times would you say, based on your uh, memory, how many times have I asked you for your address?
0: My email address, or no, just a, your your, uh,
1: your home address? Great. And and the reason why is because eventually I'm going to send you a book. and I'm probably going to need you to send me the address again. It's probably disappeared from the Slack. But eventually I'm going to send you a book, not just any book, this book. It is the comic book story of beer, the world's favorite beverage from 7000 BC to today's craft brewing revolution.
0: Christmas is coming. My birthday's in June. Oh, there you go. My first birthday, my re-birthday is in August.
1: I like the first one. The first one's happier. I don't know why.
0: I don't know. You know what? In August, I'll be five years old. That's going to happen.
1: I think that's why I like your first birthday because you're old enough to drink in that one.
0: Well, here's the thing about that. (laughs) Uh, As of tomorrow, I will be a month free of alcohol. Good
1: deal. I'm proud of you and also kind of sad for you.
0: And, and here's the other thing. I stepped on a scale uh, this morning, and I was at like 177 pounds. Nice. Yeah.
2: Nice.
1: Good so what boy. you're saying is I can also drop the LBs if I put down the brewskis.
0: Well, I'm also walking about four miles a day, so. Well,
1: I don't have my so fit-
2: John-
1: Go ahead, Greg. I would say I don't have my Fitbit on me right now, but I did 13,000 steps at work.
2: Nice. That's pretty good. So, all right, now your your turn, Hoss. I was gonna say, John, since you quit drinking, does that mean you you don't get drunk and uh, get mad online, drink too much and get mad online anymore?
0: I have not recently. I've been trying to be a decent human being. I have those are
2: always fun times.
0: I know, I know that you know. I could still get mad online. I think the problem with getting mad online is everybody's mad online. It's like, I you know. It's, it's fucking madness is what it is. I deactivated my Facebook account because, uh, you know, because honestly I got tired of going to our Facebook page and looking at people insulting my writers all the time. And the other reason oh, wow. is, uh, you know, this constant argument with the masks and, and the conspiracy theories and the hoaxes and the, this graph and that graph and all this crap. You know, I mean, let's go back to the football thing where people, you know, it, professional players can make their choice about whether or not they're going to play. The problem with that is, is we can't just let it go with that. You know, if if Bob Smith decides he doesn't want to play left tackle this season because he doesn't want to get the coronavirus, it isn't just people go, okay, well, Bob Smith isn't going to play. They go, well, Bob Smith's a pussy. Bob Smith's this. Bob Smith's that. Bob Smith must be a a liberal Democrat. You know, we politicize everything to the point that it – it really sucks any joy that we have in life. Is, it, it, is that it, why you've
2: been hanging out on the gram more on Instagram?
0: It is because it seems like a happier place. I, I, I My Instagram account was hacked several months ago. I finally figured out how to get back into it. Uh, I don't know how to use Instagram worth a damn. It seems... I mean, you
2: posted an Instagram story, so I you
0: know what you're doing. I, I, I don't know how to make those photos with the little... You know, people make really nice photos with the little, you know, catchy remarks in them. I
2: still haven't learned how to do that. Oh, I was going to say, I thought you meant the filters. And I was like, just swipe with your thumb.
1: So, so you're doing Instagram and... Okay, I, I've made like three posts. Well, that's fine. I mean, that's three more than uh-huh. you've done the last three years prior.
0: Probably is, yeah.
1: <laughs> so, Instagram and also, you're on TikTok. Tell what? us about that.
0: No, no. Come on, TikTok. Is there a guy who looks like me on TikTok? God, I hope not. Is there not. a porn nation on TikTok? Because I'll tell you what, there was a Johnny Rogers on Instagram that I followed. The guy started asking me about the unitary uh, the uh, International Monetary Fund, and then he wanted to talk to me about a lawyer who sent him fifty thousand dollars. And I thought, this is not Johnny Rogers, so I stopped that conversation and, and unfollowed him quickly. But uh, yeah, I'm trying to learn Instagram. By the way, we had this conversation in the Slack room a couple of days ago, and this is a thing. You know, our Pad, pad should we, good God, English is difficult. <laughs> I ain't even drinking, and I can't speak English. I think it's you know what you, I
1: think. You need the alcohol to be able to speak right. <laughs>
0: hmm. That's kind of that's okay. Let's move on. That's not
1: a judgment judgment. or an accusation. I'm just, you know, it's like... um, All right,
2: first thing, John posted a picture of a gymnast on his Instagram. Aw. John has a video with some crazy hair. So Uh, I haven't had a haircut. And I talked about... And then what else do we have? (laughs) Well, so you go from posting for the first time six days ago to your last post before that was April thirteenth, twenty nineteen. Boom.
0: Yeah, well, I kept forgetting it, and then it got hacked, and then I couldn't get into it, and all that time I should have actually been posting photos of uh, me being at events, you know. And I do have a quite a backlog of photos for Instagram. Wait a minute.
2: You taking pictures? Let me find a good angle. So <laughs> you posting pictures of volleyball players? Okay.
1: John. Doggy
0: doggy. Hey, man. Volleyball is a great sport to shoot.
2: It is a phenomenal sport. It is and Nebraska's oh, you favorite sport. You took a right picture right? of your favorite court, University of Minnesota. Boo.
0: Oh, is that the one with the pizza box?
2: Um, No. No. Then you have one of you in the $5 broken chair.
0: Yep, those guys were great. What are, what are you going to go through? my This is great podcast content. What the hell are you doing?
2: <laughs> you took a picture with some Troy cheerleaders after they beat us. No, it was before they beat us. That's probably why they beat Somehow us. Somehow that's even worse. It makes me really sad. <laughs> All right. well, like, it was like
0: 120 degrees on the field that day.
2: That was a miserably hot day. And, and then uh, like... Two weeks later, it was like we had a – I remember we had a day in like – I think the high was in the 40s when we played Purdue two weeks after that.
0: But, Uh, I mean, we were – All right, let's see. I I tried to find the one shady spot in Memorial Stadium on the field uh, during the Troy game, and I was sitting on my butt next to another Nebraska photographer, and we both had our Zooms up, and we both – we won't comment on that one. We both had our zooms up, and we were both tracking this play, and we both saw that. I mean, the whole, First of all, the motion took our linebacker and ran him right out of the the middle of the field. And they. All I, know exactly, I know exactly. I know
2: exactly which one you're talking about.
0: And uh, the the guy put his camera down, and he turned it. He looked at me, and he said, uh, "You and I could have both ran through that hole." And we're both. I know exactly. Will back. Honus
2: reacted to the jet sweep motion and yeah. pulled him out yeah. of his gap.
0: I so remember. it was nasty I mean that game was just
2: nasty and uh, everything's been nasty lately Wait a minute I was gonna you go have back a picture to of, you have a picture of Johnny Stanton on your Instagram That's I don't
0: know hilarious. where that came
2: from else do you have? I don't remember
0: taking it okay get, we get off the Instagram thing
2: <laughs>
1: this
0: is fun all right so hey. earlier this week, Earlier this week, we had a Slack discussion amongst our our people that write for Corn Nation about who would actually attend football games. Were they able to attend them?
1: Yeah. Do you want do? We, can we can we uh, lay some foundation first?
0: Sure. Go ahead.
1: Okay. Uh, earlier this week, uh, Ohio State Athletic Director Gene Smith tweeted out that he wants to clarify the number of fans that they can host in Ohio stadium this fall under current physical distance guidelines could be as low as 22,000, but also maybe as many as 40 to 50,000 if guidelines are relaxed. So obviously right now you're thinking, you know, six feet between you and the person, you know, next person over. If you have a family, you're going to take up a little bit more space. That's going to move everything around. Uh, Ohio Stadium holds, what, a clean 100?
0: I think about 102.
1: Okay, 102.
2: And- it's like
0: fourth, isn't it? Let's yeah.
2: see. The Big
1: House, Notre Dame are up there,
2: I think. They,
0: no. I don't think Notre Dame's that big. Penn State's no.
2: yeah. uh, The Big House, Penn State, Tennessee. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for clarifying.
1: It's just that Notre Dame looks big. Anyway.
2: Um- That's what she said.
1: <laughs> what... Nebraska can seat what ninety thousand in change. Correct me if I'm wrong.
2: Yeah, it's been kind of it's been down around eighty seven lately. Okay. Uh, so if if you go
1: with, you know, based on Smith's, uh, you know, tweet here under current physical distance guidelines, you're looking at, you know, fifteen to seventeen thousand. But with some relaxed skylines, maybe 35 to 45? Does that sound ridiculous as far as numbers to you guys? Based on where, if fans were allowed back in Memorial Stadium. Think
2: of all the space you have, man.
1: Well, that's just it. They don't want you taking up a lot of space.
2: Yeah, that'd be great. It'd be great for normal.
0: You can, like, lay down on your side and watch Husker football. What was up? You could lay down on your side on one of them benches and watch Husker football.
2: Yeah, or yeah. actually have some room. I mean, I've- You
0: know what else would happen? Hmm. Old people wouldn't be able to go, oh, sit down, oh, sit down, because they'd be able to move two to three feet maybe to the left or the right. They'd have to – I don't – what would they complain about? What would happen? Would they all just oh, die of you know, brain you know, aneurysms?
2: They'd find a way.
1: But here's the thing. <laughs> you, can't, you can't just move over two, three feet to your right because that's going to move the person who's six feet over. They're going to have to keep moving. It's like it's like a constant moving six-foot. Uh, um,
0: okay, listen. What are they going to do? You move <laughs> two feet to the right, some sniper's going to take you out?
2: What the hell, Greg? I don't know. That yellow coat mafia at the game. Those ushers. Oh, they're, that's they're, they're, they're brutal.
1: What's the uh, – I can't think of the legal term now. It's um when you got to maintain a certain distance from somebody.
2: Social distancing?
1: No, no, no. It's like uh, uh, you have to have a court order for it. It's a uh, –
2: Restraining order.
1: Yeah, you you have think about it. You you have a six foot restra- You have a six foot restraining order around you at all time. Nobody can come within six feet of you. Then that's what it'd be yeah, like.
0: That, except for here is the thing about this limiting. I get that they, they want to go. Well, we can't have fans inside, inside the stadium. Uh, what are you going to do about the rail yard? I mean, like, mm-hmm. is that going to have like ten people in it? You know, you can hit. You the place is ringed with bars and restaurants and tailgating and fun. Are you gonna? Is the university somebody gonna go out there and clear all those people out of there?
2: Like trying to navigate the rail yard on a game day, that is not a job for the faint or gentle of heart. Like it's it's asshole to elbow in there. So I think a lot of
0: this, a lot of this, asshole
2: to elbow. Yeah, it's an expression.
0: There's two things about having fans inside the stadium. Uh, Number one, there's – well, the fans actually want to be in crowded places, and I think there's a good percentage of people that will not – just will not – according to our Slack room, I mean, there's a lot of our guys that just are not going. I know both of you are raising your hands, and you would go to the stadium and risk your health, and your families would cry when you're all, like, in a
2: wheelchair. Dude, I've been going to the the gym since it opened last week, risking my health to lift weights. I'm fine. Okay, well, there's that
0: thing about where fans actually go to the games. But there's the second thing, too, and that is the university doesn't want to be liable if people say they caught the COVID virus inside the
2: stadium. Terms and conditions with each ticket. You read the fine print on the back of the ticket? Terms and conditions on each ticket. Terms and conditions you really, the university is released of all liability.
1: All, all you have to do, all, all, all it has to state is one line, you know, exactly. Uh, uh, not liable for, I mean, right now it's already not liable for, you know, probably a whole host of, you know, things. If, you know, if you go to a game in Colorado, uh, the ticket that you have, uh, the university of Colorado is not liable for you to be, uh, have piss thrown on you. So, <laughs> you know, it's, a. Uh, Uh, you know, you you, at some point you have to, uh, and I'm trying not to be dismissive about it because I know, you know, that people have died, and and, but at some point you have to just take your life into your own hands, and say I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the game, I'm gonna be one of the let's say twenty thousand people that are going uh, gonna be able to go to this you know game against whomever in Memorial Stadium. I'm gonna be that guy. And uh, I'm just gonna go. It's not gonna be normal because you're not gonna be there with, you know, 87 or, or 89, however many thousand uh, of of your you know best friends uh, on game day. But it's going to be a step for for a lot of people. And and I don't think. Look, when you're talking Husker football, if they said, okay, we're gonna have these, you know, uh Seating restrictions, we're only going to allow 20,000 people into the stadium. And I don't think you're going to have any problem selling those tickets.
2: That introduces the next basis of who gets the tickets, you know. So I don't – I mean, it it doesn't need to really be discussed, you know, because it's just one of those things like don't – you? Rotate on a game-by-game basis. You have to. You have to. Ticket holders. You how many? What about the person who? What about the person who scratches a huge donation check for great seats? You know.
1: How many season ticket holders do you think there are at Nebraska? Uh,
2: It's hard to say. I mean, depending on how many people, how many seats each person. Buys each year, but right. I mean, let's let's go conservative and just say everybody has two season tickets. They don't. Some people have four, some people eight, some people more. Let's just cut it down the middle at ninety thousand. Say forty five thousand season tickets. Okay, so
1: of the forty five thousand, you you do a lottery. You say, all right, you you have already paid for tickets, and and I'm I don't know if if. Because because the football program funds so much else at the university, I don't know. I, I don't know the financial aspect of it, but you know, if they prorate the amount because you're not going to be going to all home games, there's going to be some type of rotational basis. But the, if you want to go to the first home game, is it is it Purdue? Is that one at home this year? Yep, Purdue. Oh, okay, so if you want to go to the Purdue game, you put in a lottery. Let's say two bucks, five bucks, it doesn't matter. Um, if you're one of the 20,000 people uh, you know, or 20,000 names to whatever to be drawn, you get to buy a ticket to the game or however it works. Maybe it's, like I said, included in your season ticket plan. And then all of the money that's raised through that lottery, well, that can go to uh, University of Nebraska Medical Center. That can go to you know an, an area hospital for the frontline workers for PPE or anything like that. I mean, there's... There, there's tons of goodwill ways that can make, you know, your your two or five bucks go a long way to help out a lot of other people rather than the University of Nebraska or the football program. Uh, that, that's been something else that's been on my mind is, as I just mentioned, the football program is obviously self-sufficient, the men's basketball program the uh, volleyball program is, but those are, are you know, in, in good times, the women's basketball team does pretty well, but how many – Programs at the University of Nebraska could be affected if you can't get anybody in Memorial Stadium this fall. You know, I mean that's gonna that's gonna be a massive hit to the athletic department.
0: I believe it. ESPN did an article today that uh, college football would lose about four billion dollars. So uh, there's that. Yeah, you, know, I, you can be thankful that the University of Nebraska has one of the better run athletic departments in the nation. You know, we've, we've mm-hmm. done – we don't get state help for our, our, our revenue. Or, no
2: taxpayer dollars.
0: Right. Uh, they have managed that, I think uh, – done an excellent job managing those things.
1: I want, I'm want. i just pulling up real quick. I'm just going to huskers.com to see uh, – You know, as I mentioned with the revenue that the football program makes and how that gets distributed to a lot of other, uh, you know, programs, men's and women's, without that revenue, it does make you wonder what programs, you know, could be, you know, adversely affected. Uh, Would it be something like beach volleyball, which is kind of new and, I mean, you still have main volleyball and that's not going anywhere. Or do you use the volleyball money because it's self-sufficient to fund beach volleyball? I mean, you can't the, – the problem is because – and, and I don't say – I'm not saying Title Nine is a problem. But because of Title Nine, you can't really take two women's teams and nothing from the men's side. You know, you, there's got to be that balance. And, and so do you look and say, all right – I personally so- think that every athletic
2: team at Nebraska would survive.
1: You think, I mean, and, and I'm, I'm not, I, I'm just kind of following up on that. It, For lack of a better term, you think that per- perhaps there's enough in the coffers or at least there will be, you know, in the future that, that everything should be able to, as you say, survive and, and keep moving forward?
2: Yeah, I think it'd be pretty lean, you know, coming out of that. But I think everything at Nebraska would survive. I don't think we'll see any cuts occur at Nebraska, not like other athletic departments. Um, And we're in a unique position where if it's comes down to sporting events, can't have fans in the stands, like we take a hit on the revenue, but we're still able to get out there and play the sports, you know, at least at Nebraska. Not a lot of other people can say that. So, and there's the big deal about, you know, like how are we going to do this?
1: Well, I'm excited for just, you know, the idea that some things are slowly starting to open up. Um, you know, yeah. of, of the main, you know, the big four, you know, professional leagues, the major league baseball is the only one that doesn't sound like it's anywhere close. Uh, you know, seems like some plans are in place uh, for NBA and NHL to finish up their seasons. And of course, NFL is a few months away. Um, you know, hopefully. By the time the, you know July rolls around, uh, maybe there's an opportunity for you know some uh, resuming of normal activities to uh, take place, and we'll be able to maybe have some you know summer you know camp and fall summer workout fall camp type of updates to provide you listeners uh, as we are in our final minutes here of this week's Five Heart Podcast, the last news uh, to share with you involves the five heart podcast. And that is that, uh, one of the OGs, one, one of the legs of the tripod. And as you mentioned at the, uh, as, as we mentioned at the top of the show, uh, probably the only reason that the five heart podcast is still here, uh, after Brian's passing, uh, is Haas. And, uh, next week is going to be Haas's last show uh, he's been in and out uh, for uh, too long because of, of student teaching and, and his school commitments. And with his uh, recent, as, as you know, we, we touched on it again here, his recent acceptance to the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, uh, to their master's program, uh, and, and hoping to uh, be a part of, of you know, the, the football program, honestly. Uh, that's that's his, part of his dream. Uh, he is, he's, is, I mean, I'm going to use the word that hurts the most. He's severing ties with uh, not just the Five Heart podcast, but Coronation as well. Haas, uh, next week's going to be your last show. And you, you said no pomp and circumstance, but I'm not sure that I can uh, abide.
2: Uh, uh, I, you know what? It, it's, a, it's a moment that demands some pomp and circumstance. Yeah. You know, after you so eloquently put it, you know. Um, it's just one of those things, you know, I never wanted to be a sports writer. I never wanted to be a journalist. I got involved with Coronation, you know, because Brian approached me about breaking down the games from the Saturday before and writing. And ended up getting involved, you know, in the Five Heart Podcast with you, Greg. And It's been a great experience. It's broadened my horizons in terms of learning about football and how to explain football. You don't know something until you have to teach it to someone else. That's when you really learn how much you know. And uh, with graduate school commitments and everything that goes into that, uh, I just kind of feel like it's a good time to sever ties, walk away, and the affiliation, you know, with with the five-heart podcast. Uh, Always be a five-heart podcast listener. Uh, It's always going to be something that's important to me. I've enjoyed every minute of it. Um, Even the the really depressing episodes that we've had. Fucking Minnesota. you like Minnesota in 2017? <laughs> yeah, so that's, that was the low-water mark.
1: <laughs> you know it's bad, and it, 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 we really have like five minutes left, but you know it's bad when, when Haas messages me after the game. He's like, we need to record tonight, yeah. Saturday night, because we just got to get all this anger out, and, and it's going to be therapeutic, and it was. and it uh, was. and And we we picked up doing a, the, the post-game overreactions last fall again, and that was always fun, but uh, uh,
2: I think so- my favorite one that we've had probably was when we beat Minnesota in 2018, <laughs> our first win. Yeah, you know, it was, uh, it felt good, man. T- know, and uh, it's been it's been great. Um, Wednesday nights, Thursday nights, you know, the occasional Saturday night. I think we recorded on a Friday night a few times too. Yep. Um, I think we've just about recorded every night of the week. Actually, we, we try. Yeah. Um so it's it's gonna be different. Um hopefully you guys don't like ban me from accessing the Slack chat room because as far as I'm concerned that's another form of social media entertainment for me.
1: You gotta talk uh, to John
0: about that one.
2: John will probably have like my IP address banned <laughs> you
0: know. Ban everything. Well, it's it's just no. ban yeah. you'll get go home and you'll be locked inside your apartment or your house. That'll be it. You'll never leave again. Yeah. Just
1: uh just don't uh, don't tell me that I've got to scrub all of all of the episodes and get you off all the all the archived episodes, buddy.
2: Uh, you know, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I Did cross my mind, you know, because there there were a few times that I may or may have thrown back a few over the course of recording a podcast with you guys. Maybe said some things, you know, that I would like to have back. I don't think I ever said anything really bad or really offensive, you know. Um, I did get pretty mad when that Iowa marching band. Uh, girl accused Nebraska of not waving at the hospital. Yeah. But, uh, that was just on general principle. I think a lot of people were mad about that. But no, you know, I've, I stand by everything I've said on this podcast, you know, whether it's, you know, the football side of things, just the empirical facts or, um, anything like, you know, my opinions. And, you know, it's been fun. I, we cuss when we talk about things like uh, Blue Chew and stuff like that, but uh, I, I'd like to think that we've kept it pretty above board.
1: We haven't. Uh, if you if you want to thank Haas uh, for his years of dedicated service to the Five Heart podcast, drop us a voicemail at 402 327 1830. And you can text that number as well 402 327 1830. Text or call, leave the voicemail. And we'll get it on uh, the show next week, and you can let Haas know what you really think about him. And it's all going to be positive.
2: Yeah. If you if you hate me, tell me. Like I, I can handle it. We
1: we, we don't, we'll never hate you, buddy. Uh, yeah. So that'll be it for this episode of the Five Heart Podcast. Next week is Hoss's uh, grand finale. His uh, riding off into the sunset, and I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to keep the tears back. Yeah. So for this uh, episode of the Five Heart Podcast, myself, Greg Mahachko, Haas Reuter, John Damn Johnston, we remind you this week and every week that Five Heart is all the heart you need. John?
2: Go Big Red! Win the damn offseason.